We welcome back Dan Phillips to the show today after what feels like quite a long break. How are you doing today, Dan? Great. I, I've got the job as official co-host, not guest co-host. And yet now I, I feel like a guest again. Yeah. I don't know what's going on around I've here. demoted you. It's because basically life post-pandemic means uh, the this month in wrestling history is... Uh, we we might, might get around to those two final shows at some point, but... It's just a bit. It's just a bit mad. I talked I mean, about this for, on my. For the listeners, um, we were talking yeah. about. For the Go listeners, on. we were talking about merchandise ranges, all that. Now mm. I can't even get. I can't even get on a. I can't even get on a weekly show. Let no, alone no. that. You know, what I mean, I don't know what's going on. I've got some there. ideas for that going forward, <laughs> but it's just life. It, life is getting in the way at the moment a little bit because I, I'm sure you're the same. Life, 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 it, life is getting out of the way. Yes. yes. Yeah. On my yes. on my kind of ramp, my 45 minute ramblings this week or last week. Um, it's just it's just very different now to do, try and do this podcast when we just had so much time, didn't we? We just had so much, you know, we're still working really, really hard and all that, all that good stuff. But you're just at home. Oh, like, there's no commute, no yeah. no two hours, two and a half hour commute, etc. So um, I was going to say we've actually been to an actual in person wrestling show since uh, you were last on on the podcast, and we'll talk about that a little bit at the end of this first episode. And also something that's important as well. Um, just to preface, uh, Dan is on this week's show and also next week's show. And Hacksaw Jim Duggan is certainly a big part of this week's show. Uh, and I suspect next week as well. So we're recording this on October the 29th. And I know that he has been having some significant health issues and has had an operation today, um, which by the looks of things on um, Facebook has gone well. Um, and we, we, continue, we, we send our best wishes to Hacksaw and hope for continuing positive news on that. And hopefully by the time you're listening to this, will have heard even more positive news. But I think it's just important to state that because, you know, there's some angles and, you know, we're recapping and talking about, you know, his promos and, and probably seeing some, some, of, some of the funny sides of some of this stuff going on. But, you know, there's some serious life stuff going on in the background as well. So, yeah, um, great. On, I've written, in my notes, I've written on with the how now, which is not what I suppose said, on with the show now, which this week we've watched the WWE Network uh, because it doesn't... He's had, by the way, he's had, he's, had, he's had about three sips of his drink. He's I've had, had, I've had tips, yeah. uh, probably <laughs> just under half a Cobra tonight. So what could, possibly go, what could possibly go wrong? So Jim Ross and Joel Watts are at the desk and Jim Ross talks about last week and the angle with Jim Duggan being the most tragic incident in the history of Mid-South sports. Bill Watts called an emergency board meeting straight after the show. He flew to Tampa. He took the tape of the show with him. And the highest fines in Mid-South history have been levied against Dick Slater and Buzz Sawyer. Now, when Jim Ross said the highest fine in Mid-South history, what were your immediate thoughts on kind of level of fine this would be? Uh, It's difficult because you can't get yourself back to... You know, like you hear that and then you just think, I don't know, I think about nowadays and also for me, fines, I think about football. Yeah, yeah. And a player being docked like two weeks wages, which mm. therefore would be, I don't know, let's, let's call it underground, for example. Yeah. Uh, but when he said it, I was, I don't know, I was thinking maybe like two grand. Oh, well, oh, okay. Well, you've ruined my ruined my gag then. I thought that this was, this is ridiculous. I was, I was thinking... You know they're going to get twenty five grand or something here, but they got fined five thousand yeah, dollars each. I have done the maths. But if you actually. do that, I have done the maths. Yeah, go ahead. So I've I I use a great uh, website called usinflation.com. If anyone from usinflation.com is listening, we are looking for sponsors, so please get in touch at Mid Moments on mm-hmm. Twitter. Um, thirteen thousand dollars that is in today's today's money. Which I'd still say isn't that I mean, impressive sounding. I think you want your you want the people. Also, so gone. I was going to say also, when I mentioned that footballers get fined, it they actually get fined. It. Let's remember this. This is any good. number. It's not real. It's what, what like, I think actually, when you think about it, you could you could have said anything then. Well, this is it. Like, so, they're not so, actually find that money. No, I think I think if you're a, if you're a promoter, I think you want the the viewers to think that your your stars are being paid a huge amount of money. Yes, and I, I agree. That's why I think I wrote that yeah, twenty five thousand, thirty thousand, even ten thousand, fifteen thousand. Yeah, five thousand yeah. was a little bit on the odd side here, but there, there we go. And um, Ross said, "Do you think they're trying to make it sound more realistic?" Yes, I like, do. Trying to make it sound more realistic. Like, if, yeah, you, if you then go too high, people would then go, "You'd never find them that." I, d- I do think that, but I think they, I think they, mi- thirteen thousand now. If it was, uh, let's say, <clears throat> um, impact, 
that wouldn't would, be much. Know, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. You know, it wouldn't be kind of a you know a, a thing that would be be considered a serious kind of um, you know punishment. Yeah. Um, Ross said that Sawyer was adamant that his contact with Duggan's girlfriend was accidental. He added that he thought the first contact could have been an accident, but he and the board of directors definitely thought that the second could be avoided. And they then replayed the whole angle again. You, this is, I guess, the first time you saw this. Is there anything to add on this? Uh, this pretty heavy duty angle before we move on. So he said it's the worst thing he's seen on Mid South, right? Jim Ross was very, very. It's like he was doing a uh, epilogue at a funeral. Yeah, yeah. Um, he said it's the worst thing he's seen. Jim Duggan had his eye burnt out the other the other month. Like, that is true. I don't think it's the worst uh, thing I've seen. Like, he had it's not. He's, he's, he's set his eye on fire. I mean, Jim Duggan did say later on that his girlfriend wasn't breathing. So I I kind of maybe think that this but I, was worse. But uh don't know. But did she are we saying they're both from what I saw things. she got knocked out from hitting the turnbuckle in the corner? Yeah, but then he elbowed, then Buzz saw her elbow dropped her, didn't he? Did it, did, she had blood on her, but is that from Duggan? From Duggan, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, to be honest, it looked it was carnage. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was absolutely carnage. I mean, I didn't know what was going on. I rewound it a couple of times to be like, oh, I'm losing track here. I would say one thing: when she hit that turnbuckle, she like, she, she, you could laugh because you know behind the curtain, this ain't real, everybody. But like, uh, she laugh. lied on the Spoiler floor, alert. like. <laughs> but she was on the floor like you know like you know just reminded me like when you're a kid and you're playing like games where you're pretending to be dead yeah, yeah you know yeah. like like you like you'll get or like like i don't like you've got siblings or whatever and if they'll like hit you in the face and you sort of go ah oh, are you trying to over exaggerate how much it hurts she was lying on the floor like originally you've hit the turnbuckle you're you're out cold here aren't yeah, you? yeah like 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 she looked like you know, like a blub up doll was lying on lying there. Do you know what I mean? Like it was just absolute mayhem. I didn't know honestly. I've watched it three times actually now, and I'm like, I still quite can't quite establish. I said like, there's blood everywhere. Like we'll put it. Like, I've just put mass carnage, um, and then you got um, Duggan carries her out or whatever. Mm. And like Jim Ross is comparing it to like. I've put like an animal protecting his loved one. Yes. Like, so yeah. extreme. Yeah. It was, it was mayhem. <laughs> it was. The bit I really liked in the, in the follow-up here was um, after they did the, the long replay, Ross apologised for what happened. He said they just didn't know what to do in that situation. They were caught on the hop. And Ross said that Duggan was a complex man. And he, as you said, he, he was like an animal in terms of protecting his loved ones. Um they said they they kept trying to they kept trying to ask him what's going on you know and they, they made it sound like they've been asking for ages and they said we couldn't get hold of him but then after 48 hours he did make some comments and we cut to a Duggan promo <laughs> Duggan's like 48 hours he's like yeah he's fine we finally got hold of him Duggan standing in front of a black backdrop which we haven't seen before said he was okay and that he'd been through worse before but when he saw his girlfriend his baby beaten up he said he didn't care about anything else in the world. He took his girlfriend to his doctor and has been sat with her for two days, nursing her back to health. Then he had to leave her and come to the TV studios and work out what had happened. Was it deliberate or not? He concluded it absolutely was deliberate. He talked about Sawyer dropping his 265 pounds on his baby. So sick. He finished by saying that he always pays his debts an eye for an eye. I actually thought this was decent from Duggan here, albeit. Some of the baby stuff is the sort of stuff like on Love Island or something. I'd be cringing out of my skin when guys are doing this sort of lovey-dovey stuff to to their you know significant others. Uh, what did you make of Duggan's promo here? Um, okay, come to think, someone she like you know sometimes often the valets are actually in a relationship. She they weren't here. Were they married actually, now? Yeah, they weren't yeah. an actual couple, were they? But they were absolutely. Were they married yeah, now? She's, she's, she's oh, now. Yeah, I, you yeah. know what? I thought I recognised her off Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that is so strange. Yeah, I didn't nuts, have the time to look. Okay, that's amazing. Uh, that's brilliant. Uh, number one. And uh, number two, the promo. I thought you were going to sort of uh, slag it off before. I don't know what the American version is. That's all right. Yeah, but, but say it was rubbish, yeah. should we say? And uh, and um, I thought it was great. And yet again, I hate writing this note. I hate writing this note, but I write it all the time when Duggan's on. Jim Duggan in Mid-South Wrestling is a serious wrestler. Yeah. The promo was good. 
it wasn't jokey. It was serious. It was made me go. I actually, I know you said there's a lot of baby there, but a lot of me was like, go on, Jim. Like, yes, yes. Turns up WWE or WWF. Imagine what that promo would have been. Uh, that would be it. Yeah, I would have I been that. It would be just an absolute comical joke. That was like, boy, hang on. This is like, this is good stuff. Like, yet again, like, it's, I keep, and I've, I've said it so many times before, it's such a shame. Mm. Like, honestly, this guy, even like, I mean, we've discussed like, his limitations as a wrestler. Um, but actually wrestles better in Mid-South. But also, as we, I think I talked about a few weeks back, Jake the Snake, having the personality and stuff, the wrestling bit can sometimes sort of be a bit, as long as you can do the basics. It was far less important far less, there right? then, yeah. Yeah, and Duggan's got like everyone like, I was, I was like, thought, God, this guy's serious. Like, this yeah, is good. I, like, I, want, I want to see you fight. I, I want to see, I want to see this match. Yeah. Uh, and I, then my last point was going to be just when you go, oh, we saying, oh, oh, my baby and love island stuff. You, you are, how you can have the nuts to, 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 to go at him for telling a woman what she wants to hear. Oh, love you. Is beyond me because there is no way. I don't know. There's no way in a million years you don't do that. I I am um, I get told off for making fun of the guys that do that on TV by my wife because I because you do it. I don't do it. I don't do it like that. I don't do the but like the all the baby Rubbish. talk and all that. I swear. I swear. I swear. I swear to you, it's not. It's not a thing. <laughs> I mean, I've probably got the odd, the odd nice sort of pet name, but I don't. I don't. I don't go into for that soppy stuff. It's just not. It's not my genre. And, <laughs> I tell you what I thought was even better. I thought Doug's promo was, was really good. But what I thought genuinely was even better than that was Joel after this. So back to Joel and Jim. And Joel said they had seen a side of Duggan that is very loving and caring that causes him to go to hospital and visit sick children. But there's also another side of Duggan, a dark side, one that his father, a police officer in Glens Falls, New York, talks about. And he thinks that Buzz Sawyer is going to see that dark side soon. This was tremendous from Joel, perfect tone. And I think this is the sort of thing that he, you know, these kind of bits where he can, you know, talk more freely and he's not trying to hit cues and, you know, talk about what matches and he didn't get lost. And I thought this was really good, good stuff from Joel. And um, what did you think of this before we move on to the, to the first match? Yes, it, so I, actually, that's a good point. So I put down here that Joel spoke like he was a fan. Yeah. That makes sense. So, so, so when he so often, like you say, he, he's clearly he's got a script he needs to read, and we discussed before he's, he gets quite uncomfortable, right? So, and you can see he's quite nervous about reading a script and and, and, and things like that. I felt like he'd gone a bit on his a bit ad lib here, like he'd, he'd yes. gone and spoke about what he really thinks. Yeah, and and you could tell the difference by a mile. Yeah, like like that was like like real opinion of what was going on and. Like, I, could, I couldn't agree more. Like, yeah. and also for anyone that sort of like you know, like doesn't like might listen to the pod but don't watch the episode. After everything we said, Joe, I, I would just literally, if you want to like watch that little bit and see the, the the difference between. I honestly think he's gone off script. He just went for his own view. I always and it was made so much difference. Yeah. Some of his ad libbing on on um, the bits where he he struggles are Joel and he just, <clears> we've got these five matches. These are the five matches. Uh, tell me what they are. Go and that and that he's got a little yeah. list in front of him, and that's what yeah. because of. But this was this was this is a human being um, talking about you know what's going to happen. Talking about promos, um, it's an interesting week for promos. We just had uh, the Cody Rhodes promo, which we've not actually spoken about um, on AEW this week, and no. also you had the Hangman Page promo last week, and both of those promos were promos that you would not get in WWE. WWE would all be. Um, I've been 10 time intercontinental champion and you know, I'm going to get you at the pay-per-view and it's not, no one, no human being speaks like that. And um, both Cody and Paige were, were, they showed real vulnerability and that they were human beings. I thought Cody's promo was, I mean, particularly interesting. It's like, crikey, he's, I thought the bit, I will not turn was a bit too inside. That was a comment that was, that was, Perhaps you could say I will not turn my back on you know the people that support me or whatever. But the rest of it was such an interesting promo, so different. You're not getting that sort of stuff anywhere else in that. And I think that's you know that's the key strength of non non scripted promos. In this, Duggan probably had a few points he had to hit there, but the rest of that would have just been him. And that's the difference. Yeah, I yeah. completely agree. 
Um, I'm going so- to the Cody page run. I think I think Cody's got a promo in him. Yeah, but pa- Adam Page, I didn't know if he had a promo in him 100%. to the point of actually um, Omega's been building up a rivalry with Brian Danielson, and when Page sort of got the the the, the, the sort of I'm the next in line. Well, we'd spoke about that. It's a bit like, oh, you sort of killed an angle there. Like, like and, and not Page's fault, but before Danielson and Punk arrived, we all knew this was going to happen, this match. Yeah. And we were all geared up for it. Like, we were talking about it for ages. Oh, it's going to be so good. But because then things happened, it's not Page's fault, but it sort of dumbed it down a little bit. Yeah. Like, oh, it's not as good now. And when he come back and you're like, okay, he's won this match. Yeah, okay. And it had gone from, you could seriously take the belt off of Kenny Omega to, well, you're not going to now because there's other people in around. And then what that promo done was maybe now go, maybe he could. Yeah. I think he will. I think he I has don't to. know if he will or not, but, I, but, but, but I'll tell you, I, I, when he, when he won the ladder match thing, I didn't think in a million years, I was like, Oh, you've now just become another tick box. Like, mm. You'll have a match. Don't happen. Net, that promo. That's, I mean, what like that, that's, that's, that's a testament to his promo. That was but a main event. That promo went, well, you might, you might do this. Yeah, you might do this. Yeah, like I think, like, and so he's made, he's changed my complete opinion. Our opinion when we're talking, like, ah, oh, so annoying. He just through his words, I'm now going, okay, yeah, okay, this could be a thing here. This could, this could happen. Well, I never thought that before. Yeah, not in a million years. I, and also I because, would. and also, I mean, what I, what I would say, AW have done quite well as well as a side, is they've given Danielson now. What they've done well is rather than leave him sort of milling around in the background, they've given him a different angle. He's gone mm. off and he's, I think it's Eddie Kingston. He's gone. But what is good is they've removed him and Punk away from the seat. They, they, I, I, I was anxious that they were going to, you know, he was still going to be milling around and getting involved, but they've moved him away. It, the focus is purely on that. Yeah. And there's so many hidden, but I thought they'd lost all of that. I, I honestly thought yeah, they'd yeah, lost yeah, all the of that. Yeah, yeah, the timing. He's got the I don't know. Fair play to Khan and Rhodes and the Bucks who rewrite all this stuff, but excellent writing. They brought yeah. it right back now. So now I can't, like, literally full gear, I go, yeah, okay. I like, I'm paying, like, I need to see that. Like, I'd be very surprised yeah. the way Tony Khan books if Paige doesn't win. I think, I think it's his time. I think they're going to do Ooh. Omega and Danielson um, and the punk match with, with Omega has to happen at some point, but I think that will be not for the title. So I think. I think they're going to shift now to Paige. I could be wrong about that, but I I think with a baby face, I mean, Kaiki, this this guy. At least we're thinking about it. Yeah, this guy's thirty years old. Thirty years old at the start of, at the end of twenty eighteen when this was all happening, and they and and the offer on the on the table from WWE was uh, for for the guys they wanted Paige in NXT. They wanted Adam Cole to cut his hair off and manage Keith Lee. Adam um, Adam Page is uh, a second, second, probably second tier, and I wouldn't call him top tier worker, but very, very, very Agreed. close to the top of second tier. So you know he, he will have a yeah. great match with the guys in the first two in, in the second tier. And on that, that promo proved to me that the guys got you know got something promo wise and could be a main event superstar for the next ten plus years. And good luck to him because I it, 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 it is. It, I say it's mad with Cole as well. When you mentioned that, like I, I was watching again, obviously. Um, Steve said that we're recording this on the 29th. I was watching uh, Dynamite yesterday and um, yesterday, two two days ago now, isn't it? Yeah, You're probably watching and, it yesterday from Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, and I was just looking at Adam Cole, right? And I was just thinking, the guy, like, so, so in XT, I only watched the matches that that you recommended for me to watch, mm. right? But I tell you what, he looked happy, so like, I don't know, like the guy just looked because I think Adam Cole is. Decent, right? Yeah. He's, he's not a world... He's a, t, he's a TNT level or intercontinental level, in my yeah, eyes. Um, I disagree with that, but go on. I know, I'm judging. Okay, well, yeah. Okay. At the moment, given the roster and yeah. who's on it, um, that's where I think he's at. Then again, when I say that, if we're looking at reality, my view is there is no one... Omega, to me, is so much clearer than everyone else. So far clear, in my opinion. Danielson has really impressed me, mm. but I think Omega is so clear. I don't know, I just see your face ever. 
I find it interesting. Actually, I had this down as a point to ask you actually in in, in next week's show. But um, oh, we're we should, now. Yeah, we should, um, yeah. <laughs> actually should save it for tangent for next behind week. Behind the curtain stuff, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but but no, but I mean, as in, I, I've always viewed Omega as like a cut above. I've, I've said this before on here. You told me all about him before I got back into wrestling. Started watching it again with AEW. You told me this guy is brilliant. I remember thinking, all right, let's have a look. The guys, I, 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 I'm, I am, I think the guy is like incredible, right? Yeah. Uh, to me, actually, the only person having, which we're going to talk about at the end of this podcast, having now seen a certain Mr. Osprey live, still, I, I, I think about on a daily basis, uh, which we'll get to. But I, I look at Omega and think your mind's clear. So therefore, Cole, you know, so if I take Omega out, then I look and probably Cole's in that next batch. But what I'm saying is, I just love watching him. I think he's great. Yeah, you know what I like? He's got the man. crowd eating out of his palm of his hands. Like like uh, the, the episode I just watched, they come down as the Ghostbusters, right? All of them come down, right? The AEW world champion comes down. The Bucks, probably the best tag team in the world come down. He comes down, right? And despite all, they all come in together with, with, with the elite music. Yeah, Adam Cole is the one who stands in the middle of the ring and does his Adam Cole baby and the roof nearly comes yeah. off. None of them done anything. None of them done anything. In that group, he would be viewed as like, you're the Mr. Number Four. The whole crowd was on edge for him. And I looked at Twitter after, and there was people moaning that they didn't get to see his entrance music. Yeah, yeah. And that's when you know, you've got this, mate. You, that, have, that, you have got this big. That, the, the, the and next, he'd never have had that in WWE. He'd no. never have had that. The next storyline, and, and I've seen I've seen this. Um, there was a bit during the picture-in-picture picture, um, where Omega went to tag him but then didn't tag him. And lots of people are speculating that yeah. that is the kind of first snippet. Because ah. there has to be a breakup. Cole has That's to be a baby face. Yeah. Cole has to be a baby face. And they, and they need oh, to he's so over. that right. Well, and I don't know whether that's three months or six months or 12 months, probably somewhere between three and six, maybe six. But yeah. you've got to do Cole and Omega, and that, and that's and that's Cole's got to be a babyface at some point because he never really. We, I don't believe he had yeah. that run at all in NXT. Actually, they, they, they were, he was on the brink of turning and never quite. I think maybe tweener, uh, yeah, probably tweener actually when he was doing the stuff with the guy that's coming oh, really? okay. now. Um, back to mid south. So uh, in ring we had Buzz Sawyer um, versus someone Boyd called Rick James, but someone the key called Richard Die. So who knows? what his name is, and Sawyer destroyed old what's-his-name and finished him off with a power slam off the ropes in 39 seconds. Anything to add on this short squash? I was going to say, that's must. well, I was going to ask you, um, you probably haven't done this up in the spot, but how, what's, that's got to be one of the fastest, 39? Uh, yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, not too much faster. It felt than very, very fast. Yeah. thing is, because I've not seen, um, I've obviously listened to Pod every week, but I don't always necessarily watch the things. Mm. So Buzz saw it's sort of getting a bit of a push right now, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so that's the first time I've been like, oh, okay, all right, this is this is what I'm watching now. Okay, so this is this is the route you're going down, Bill. So let's have a, let's have a little look. Um, and yeah, I mean, fair, I mean, what you can't, I mean, you can't. There's nothing to comment about, is there? Not really. No, you know no, I mean? it's like, good good power slam. Uh, okay, so next up, Joel interviews Ricky Gibson, the brother of Robert Gibson of the Rock and Roll Express. Ricky Gibson apparently was the former junior heavyweight champion and, and has also stopped off on his way to a skiing holiday in the Rockies um, to deliver a message to the Mid-South fans. Uh, thank you very much for that, Ricky. We much appreciate it. Um, Ricky said he'd like to thank the fans. And Robert and Ricky are wrestling on the East Coast and are wrestling for the world titles. And then he said they were world tag team champions. He said they're grateful for all the cards and letters. He said that Robert also wants to say to Joel that he thought he made great videos and he wants him to play a video for all the people. And this bizarre segment got a big cheer from the crowd as we cut to a video package on the Rock and Rock Express we've seen before. I, I've got nothing more to say about that. This is the one where Ricky Morton woke what a waste up of time. with a big stereo. Yeah, waste of time. Uh, and this was butchered on the, on the network anyway, music-wise. Um, so back to Ricky Gibson and Joel and Joel said it was always great to work with the guys and it was a shame that they had been cheated out of the world tag team titles in Charlotte so seemingly Ricky Gibson hadn't been keeping up to date with the title runs of his brother uh, Ricky said that Mid-South had done a lot for them and thanked them again and then said hi to Joel what? 
Uh, fair to say, promos <laughs> don't appear or didn't appear to be Ricky's strong point. Before we get on to the next bit, anything to add on Ricky Gibson? He sounded a little bit like Elvis Presley, I thought. Well, he never he never spoke before. What, what, was, in his life? Uh, no, but I mean, is it like when in 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 the ring? It was always. I don't know. He, he wasn't always like the. To- he, he, he's a, this is no. Is he a big talker? No, this, is, this is this is not Robert Gibson. This is his brother Ricky. Yeah, so brother. Yeah. So this oh, is right. Not, yeah. So this. But is, I assume that they had like a similar sort of uh, character sort of thing going on. Uh, sorry, are we are we at cross purposes here? Or are we on the same? So this guy wasn't part of the Rock on Express. No, no, no. One of their brothers. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. No, no, no. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Fine, fine. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah. But I, I, I guess I assume that, but they're like they had like the same sort of. I don't know from what I, what I've, I have oh, seen. Oh, I see what you mean. They're you're like very similar Robert. guys. Yes, Robert. He's not. He's not, he's not a talker. Then. No, you're right. You're absolutely. Okay, neither I'm does sorry. he. I've connected the dots. Now. Apologies. Yes. yes. Uh, and also, I'll tell you how you can justify that. He had his back to the camera. <laughs> yeah. Which I know is... sounds silly, but that that, that he, like they they done the, the thing and he's like the guy's like I, I saw the back of his head more than I saw yeah. his face. Like, yeah, come on, was... mate. Uh, yeah, not much to add. I just no, thought it was all a bit weird. Very strange. Finally, something happened. Oh, actually, I've got one Go on, thing sorry. to add. I've Go got ahead. one thing to add. Yeah. Which I was meant to mention earlier on. So earlier on, when it cut to the desk originally, Joel had a yellow shirt. With a yellow tie. Okay. okay. Yes. And I had a note to say, bold move. Gets bolder because in that ring, he's got yellow corduroys on. <laughs> you take that mid self jacket off Joel, he is wearing all yellow. All yellow. Which, let's just clarify, I'm sure we've all worn maybe all black or all blue. Mm. All yellow. Doctor's that is a bold, bold move. Bold move. Yeah, inc- incredible <laughs> style from uh, from Joel in late 85. Um, so finally something happened here. Ted DiBiossi <laughs> and Steve Williams came out. Ted said he'd listened to all he could and someone should get a violin out. He said the Rock and Roll Express were a fine tag team, but they didn't leave Mid-South because they wanted to. They left because he and his partner beat them, humiliated them and ran them out of the promotion. He said Ricky was lucky that he was on vacation. Otherwise, he'd do the same to him. Wendell Cooley and Al Perez then came out and said that Gibson was a visitor there and they weren't going to let him be jumped. DiBiossi then said they had a surprise to tag team champions and they were going to be surprised and embarrassed. So um, next up, Ted DiBiossi and Dr. Death versus Wendell Cooley and Al Perez. Um, and DiBiossi still with Wendell Cooley and Al Perez's music blaring out, which was, which was unrecognisable on the network because they cut the original music out started talking about the contract the champions had signed. And if they beat them, they had to wear an outfit the DBOC had for the next 30 days. And he said they shouldn't be wrestlers, they should be aerobics teachers. And the outfit was basically some leggings and what looked like a lot of original Jordans. You catch these shoes. Yeah. Like, I, they were nice, weren't they? Really, I mean, they I was going to say, nice like trace, I mean, I was later, be, wasn't it? But yeah. Well, to be honest, I'm, I'm more impressed at... You know what original Jordans are, mate. I That's mean, so. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Down with the kids. There we go. I mean, I haven't seen you rock rock out with your high tops on at the I would but, like um, a pair of Jordans. Yeah, they were too. Do you know, I, do you know yeah. what? I actually, I agree with you. <laughs> it was a good look. Yeah, I liked it. Um, so, yeah, this was, I guess, I, I it's not a bad outfit, really. Perez then said, turn that contract over, baby, and said that if DiBiossi and Williams lost, they'd have to wear the outfit themselves. Cooley then said unkindly to DiBiossi that he wasn't sure how he was going to get his big cans in those leggings and that it would be like trying to fit 10 pounds of garbage in a five pound bag, which wasn't a great insult. Um, the four looked like they were going to go at it and then Boyd, who was still in the ring, let out a scream <laughs> and ran off. He, let, he literally screamed and ran off. So what do you think of uh, what do you think of this little segment here before we go into the match? Yeah, I mean, uh, is this by this stage had, had, had Cooley been introduced as Wildcat Cooley? Uh, yes, yeah. Did you not pick that up? Uh, I, I didn't. I, I picked it up, but I was that really... had, had he already introduced as this? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, yeah. The like, is that his name then? That's his nickname, Wildcat, Wildcat Cooley. Wildcat Wendell Cooley. Yeah, I've, that's the first time. I... That's the first time I've heard it. So, oh, I see. But yeah, I see, I've not really got much else to say on the sound a bit. Yeah. No, fine, fine. It was we doing a little. It, it looks like I'm on. Um, 
What's the show when uh, you used to go around someone's house on uh, on MTV as you're wandering around? I can't hear. I can't actually hear you now, Dan. So I'm wandering around um, using the, the laptop facilities to get a, to get a beer rather than rather than yeah, no, no, podcast. Yeah, uh, I actually I thought to myself the the, the the joy the joy of a laptop is that you can move it. MTV um, Cribs. So. I'm thinking about MTV Cribs. There we go. So uh, yes. Yeah. This was a re- so we well, went into- well as you know I don't really know what the crib I'm in at the moment mate so <laughs> <laughs> yeah I will not say any more on that uh, um, this is a really- <laughs> that- sorry can I just clarify just clarify it does remind me of the is it two weeks ago your comment when uh, you were discussing a, 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 a marriage and uh, I, I must yeah admit, that was I, in the I, I did spit my drink out Mark, that. Yeah, I did yeah. I did spit my I did spit my I did spit spit my drink out when I uh, <laughs> when I heard that and what is a what, what can I describe as a very in joke yeah um, and, we've, and we've just done one there yes. and for those of you that got on the Patreon we'll explain it to you if you pay yeah. the money we'll uh, yeah we've got all sorts of fun stuff on the Patreon uh, including, including <laughs> relationship advice so yeah get on the Patreon um, <laughs> or no <laughs> well I wouldn't be taking relationship advice off these two fellas this is a really strong match uh, great fun ended in 6 minutes and 13 seconds when Perez tried to suplex DVOC in from the apron but Williams grabbed his legs and tripped him which is a bit of a weak finish off such good action so Perez and Curly have to wear the leggings and the cool looking shoes I'm sure they must have been devastated what do you reckon what did you think of this uh, this match Um, I actually Dibiase however you said he I said it before I know is it Mark likes him a lot Um, I've never really sort of never had an opinion growing up um, with him because he was obviously, you know, popped in and out as an older statesman, should we say. Um, I can't get enough of him. Yeah, he's fantastic. On the mic, he's amazing. He's a great wrestler. Like, it is mad, isn't it? Like, I, I, honestly, I think he is so good. Um, and I just enjoy watching him. So I just enjoyed the match because he was in it. I don't, I, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I just think he's that good. Yeah, he really is. Um, and, I, and I also think as a tag team, them as a tag team, him and Williams are, are really good. Yeah. You actually think to yourself, we talked before about Williams when he went to WW, WWF, how he wasn't used that well. You sort of think, oh, isn't it a shame they didn't sort of take them as a two? Yeah, agree. Uh, and th- them two could have run that, you know, you could have had them, you know, there's some great tag teams. That They're, they're brilliant. Like yeah. they've got they they, they like uh, DBSC does the mic uh, between the two of them they work well they've got slightly different looks but they just look a team and you just wonder like if only WWF had took them both together um, well, yeah quite, maybe that yeah. would have worked well I don't know because because Million Dollar Man um, was it was an incredible character for them well, also uh, worked also worked yeah yeah don't get no, me wrong it did I, work. I think the issue with Williams uh, is probably the promos especially in that time WF but then he was making incredible money and I mean it's difficult to understate how big um I was listening to a podcast about this today actually in terms of how big Japan wrestling in Japan in terms of mainstream stuff in the uh, 80s yeah. was far bigger than wrestling in America was from a mainstream perspective so he was earning really good money yeah, so the bruiser bruiser Brody stuff that's what uh, yeah, Bruce Brody, Brody was, over in was, Japan, was probably a little bit, um, a little bit before Williams. Um, but yeah, Bruce no, 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 Brody no I know that. But what I'm saying is, he he, he made such a big uh, thing in Japan, didn't he? Like yeah, he him, was, him, Andre the I mean, Giant, Hogan, that dark side were, of the ring, Road Warriors, etc. Yeah. yeah, all earned very so, good money there. Yeah, because with Bruce Brody, so I've seen there's been a number of dark side of the rings, right? We we're on the so I, I I haven't seen last night's, which is about. Uh, which I think could be quite interesting. I don't know if you about saw what, what yeah. last night's about. Have you about watched the steroid... any of these ones? This, this yeah. Series? Oh, okay. Yeah. I've watched a few. I've watched a few. Um, I watched the the, the, the earlier ones. Uh, the Luna was one of them. I haven't seen that one. I saw the Flight from Hell, or whatever it's oh, called. Yeah, yeah. Which actually, when I look back at it, okay, there's some uh, there's some bits in it that you know. I felt I I felt it was an episode. Look, don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, there's bits in it that probably needed to be aired. Okay, like need, people needed to know that happened. I don't think you needed an hour television show sure, on, yeah. on it. Um, I've watched the steroid trials, but steroid trials, sorry. But 
all of them Dark Side of the Rings, the Bruiser Brody one is the one that I would happily watch again. Okay. Because number yeah. one for me, I, I, you learn more about Bruiser Brody and you realise how good this guy was and how great he was. And secondly, his death is, I mean, yeah, who knows? Yeah, indeed. I mean, yeah. it's actually, it's really baffling actually. And it's quite, of all the Dark Sides of the Rings, that one is one I go, that is a real... That that's the sort of incident that I'm surprised Netflix have not done a six part mm. that you yeah. could get your wife or you know, uh, 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 all different people watching Netflix uh, would watch that I think mm. because it's so because they could do it mysterious like a, see, what's going on I think a, you could get, I think you could drag that out over six parts you could get the general public interested in that because mm. it was all so many different yeah yeah so. That's the dark side of the ring. I think I've, 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 I feel bad saying I've enjoyed the most, but no, but you, you know, yeah, yeah I, I, I liked. Yeah. Uh, um, next, oh, oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Next up, the North American champion. No, no, coach. no. Sorry, sorry. Oh, go on, go on, go on, go on. You've got something else on the last bit. No, I'm saying carry on. Oh, I didn't hear. Sorry, so I didn't hear. My, my, as I approach a particularly important birthday, uh, my hearing's obviously going as well. So next up, the North American champion Butch <laughs> Reed versus Dirty Dutch Mantel. Well, it was supposed to be, uh, but Dutch Mantel attacked Reed before the bell and even threw the referee out of the ring, hit the MX and expected the referee to make the count, uh, which he didn't, which was stupid of him uh, in the circumstances, but he didn't make the count. No bell rang as Mantel tried for it again. Reed reversed it. No bell. Clueless referee just stood on watching as Reed got on top. Reed eventually came off the middle rope and then pinned Mantel, which the ref did count. This was dumb. Uh, Ross said that Ric Flair would be there next week. What did you make of this stupidity? Just silly. I mean, just, just he's in with his belt. Mantel's coming in. He's then got a ref that looks a bit like um, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that, the ref looks a bit like him. I didn't recognize the ref. Um, yeah, you have all of this palaver going on, and then you're just like, this is just silly. Like, he's not counting. He's not. What's the point? Uh, yeah, it was a bit. Actually, do you know what annoys me about these things? So I've been listening to the podcast. We'll see. As I said, I keep saying this, but all the time, and obviously, been hearing your uh, your negativity, Stephen, mm. about it. And uh, in fact, actually, for those behind the curtain, I actually, I actually left uh, left. Uh, young Stephen a voicemail the other day to say can I come back on the podcast to pump some positivity just in life because <laughs> uh, you're down about it but things like this incident here you've got these two guys decent quality top draw top tier performers and then you just have some sort of like non-event just stupid What's yeah the point? just stupid just stupid like this, this, this should be this should be the main event this could be a great match and you've ruined it like, what, what, like what, what, what's that about? So there's me trying to think, I want to be positive. This, I was annoyed. I, I finished, I was, I was so angry. I was like, what's that? What, what, what was the point of that? To be fair, like, this this week... It could have been so week, good. Yeah. This, this, I, I, I'm not sure whether we lost... Uh, whether we lost... Um, the I was just saying that I may be repeating myself if my laptop froze in. Um, these, 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 this episode was better than the last... The, the, the episode this week and last week were better than the three before that. So it has gone up, up a bit. But, yeah, we don't need that stupidity with the ref. Um, Dick Slater and Steve Doll next. And Steve Doll is the man who is best remembered as having been interrupted in a match against the Mauler on WCW Nitro in late May 1996. For Scott Hall's on-screen debut, so the start of the NWA angle, was this guy in the ring. Um, before the match, Reed came out and confronted Slater about the $25,000 bounty Ric Flair had offered him to take out Reed. Reed then accused Dark Journey of trying to be something she isn't, and this got a slap across the chops uh, for Reed from Miss Journey. He then said some unkind things about her and said in a roundabout way that she'd be in trouble if she did that again. Uh, I would say uh, watch this for yourself if you'd like, but there was some seriously, seriously dated stuff in this segment. Um, that I am not going to recap or touch with a barge pole. Um, Reed turned his back on Slater and offered him the chance to attack him, which he didn't do. Slater said the 25000 he got from Flair he gave back. He said he doesn't want anything to do with Reed and he doesn't want anything to do with Flair. 
Reed said that he was a liar and something he couldn't say on TV. And Reed was then ex- escorted away by the referee. Um, what do you think of this pre-match stuff? And let's stay very, very, very clear of what Reed said about the treatment of women. Pretty, pretty, please. So, <laughs> pretty, so pretty, ago, please. I, think I said about if you, yeah. So a few weeks ago, I think we said that uh, if you do sign up to the patron hundred pound a month. Uh, that you will hear Steve giving me my um, uh, my instructions of what I can and can't talk about. Now, today, he hasn't had that opportunity, right? <laughs> and um, However, I listened to that, and I started writing comments, and I thought, you know what? Don't bother, because he'll crop me out. or he'll... <laughs> So, actually, I had things to say, but I've decided on this point to do this. I either, in England, no comment, and in America, I plead the fifth. It was as about, I'd say in closing, it was one of the most offensive things I've heard ever on a wrestling show. And I is that is that over the top or is that about right? I think it's a, I mean, I mean, it's a bit, I mean, you, I mean, you, you like a bit. Of there's drama, there's lots of angst. It there's wasn't of, nice. The thing um, is, there's lots it, of, sorry, sorry to drop, the, the thing that I think makes it most offensive is there's so many offensive angles to it in terms of what Butch Reed said. Uh, because you've got yeah. the various different different things at play there. But let's move on. Let's move on. So Dick Dick Slater. Um... So sorry, sorry. Just to clarify, just to clarify, I've told you before yeah. that you you could run this podcast with the with, that you have you have a catchphrase with twenty twenty oh, vision. Oh, I can't, yeah, twenty twenty vision. Right. Yeah, twenty twenty one vision. I know it's now twenty twenty one. Yeah, right. But you could have used that then because that is when you bring out your next merchandise range. If you don't bring out anything that just has a quote that says with twenty twenty vision, well, mid south moments. I need to get. I, on I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, every 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 good, you know, every good comedian or or famous has a catchphrase, and you you've got one now that you should have. That is that it was exactly the time. Yes. To say to use that just to clarify for everyone. Um, the fact that the fact that, that the fact that I am choosing not to comment on it shows you probably how bad it was. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. <laughs> I would normally love a little laugh about these things, and I was like, "Ooh, yes, <laughs> it was, it was bad, it was bad." I mean, it's put. Yeah, I'm oh, crikey, I'm surprised. I guess I, the network can't be bothered cutting this stuff out, can they? That just is what it is, and perhaps that's the way it should be. I, I don't, I don't really know. Perhaps that's need, needs a little warning. <laughs> on, uh... maybe, maybe, maybe because, but you say that maybe because you know we, we've discussed before that. Um, uh, Peacock have taken off uh, Roddy Piper's WrestleMania. Yeah. They've taken off, haven't they? Yes. Yeah. Um, because they probably got another complaints. I mean, let's be honest. Only people listening to this podcast have probably watched this episode since it's gone on to Peacock. Yeah, so, you true. know, it's up to you guys, listeners, if you want this out, get involved. Do you know what? I, I, <laughs> I don't think I'm a big believer. I mean, it depends, depends what it is. This particular thing, I, I don't think I necessarily, necessarily need to be removed from the show. I think I think there should probably be a warning on there, but perhaps that's me being... Leap it. Um, nah, I think there should be a war. I think there should be a sensitivity warning at the start of shows like this. I, I, I don't believe in, um, you know, unless it's, unless it's, this is this is this is over the line but there's some things that it could be said on television shows that have been said on television shows that are further than this um but i do i do think for the sake of complete completist being completist that things should air as they were originally intended to but i do think that if you warn people about it at the start and i think they do that in a lot of disney films and you know uh you know outdated portrayals and that sort of thing that's the way to go on this stuff and then it's up to the viewer to make the decision informed about what they what they want to yeah. see or not so um dick slater yeah. forearmed steve dole's back and it sounded like the ring was going to break or did break when he did it um, and then he won with a really really bad looking fall away slam in 41 seconds i've got nothing else to add on this um do you Nope, let's move on. No, next up, Jerry <laughs> El Casario versus the Bruise Brothers. And I thought the Bruise Brothers seemed like very happy chaps. Um, lovely smiles, nice hats, and they also had a briefcase. Um, Pork Chops Cash, one of these two, had quite a good body, albeit he was suffering with something I am in my advancing years, and that's hair loss, something that Dan is certainly not suffering with, with his luscious, luscious looks. Um, his partner, Mad Thank Dog you. Boyd, yeah, did not have that same level of physique. But he did win with an Ultimate Warrior style splash in 53 seconds. Anything on the Bruise Brothers or this another another short squash? So that's three matches under a minute on the show this week. Um, come figs, they were introduced to the ring by Boyd. 
Joel earlier on went for the yellow yellow combo. Yeah. Boyd went for the green shirt, green tie mm. combo. Bit of, um, bit of uh, personality for very... Boyd again, which is good. Yeah, lovely. Um, secondly, the Bruise Brothers. Yeah. I was just like, who are these little chaps? <laughs> also, the Blues Brothers, the film, would be in my top five favourite films. Okay. I've not seen it. I'm sorry. Pardon? Not- <laughs> <laughs> it's been good knowing you, mate. All the best. No, no, um, it's bad, isn't I it? I absolutely love it. Uh, when they walked down to the ring, I was like, so if you've not seen it, you probably don't know. Well, number one, why they're called the Bruise Brothers. Number two, why they were dressed like that. Well, I, I get, I do, I do. I'm aware of it in like pop culture. So I do, I do kind of understand it. But I've not seen the film. So, yeah. Jake, Jake, Jake and Elwood, Jake and Elwood. Um, anyway, um, so I was loving these guys. I literally on my notes put, who are these cool dudes? Is what I wrote in my notes. <laughs> they did look cool. Makes, like yeah. makes me think I'm not as young as I think I am. I wrote cool <laughs> dudes. Um, yeah, and also when they celebrate, their celebration at the end was just like, one of the guys sort of like put his hands in there and sometimes sort of like thrust in motion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like. <laughs> we had some jazz hands. I quite like these guys. Yeah. Like, some good thrusting. In essence, I'm looking forward to seeing them again. Yes, um, we want to see more Bruce Brothers. 100%. Yeah, so. After the break... So, yes, let's, 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 let's go. Ah, it. sorry, sorry. After the break, Jim Ross talks about Eddie Gilbert making quite a name for himself. And apparently the portrait contest had generated a lot of interest. So we went to ringside uh, for Eddie Gilbert's portrait update. Um, the Mid-South address was on screen again. And Eddie said a lot of women had asked him why he had increased the number of words in the contest from, from 20 to 50. And apparently many people that wrote in had spent the whole letter talking about one part of his body. He ran through how good his eyes were, his tan and his lips. And now he's given the people more of a chance and they can write up to 50 words about how great Eddie is and why he sh- they should get the portrait. And he also had a message for the married women. Shame on you. He talks about them wanting to leave their out of shape husbands because of him. And the portrait could also be theirs. I think I've done a better job with that than he did, to be fair. And perhaps that's blowing my own trumpet. But I didn't like this very much at all. So what did you think of uh, Eddie Gilbert's promo here about this portrait? Very good assessment there. He, he looked a bit like it felt like he was just doing it. He didn't know he had to do the segment. I don't mm. know. Does that make, that make sense? Like, it just seemed a bit jumbled. Yeah. Um, I mean, just to clarify, I've not watched recent weeks. I was just like, sorry, what? You're giving away a picture. <laughs> so what is going on here? Like, obviously, I've not yeah, seen previous I, weeks. I, I was like, this, this is well. bizarre behaviour, number one. Um, I was also thinking, I mean, I like. I, I mean, I quite liked, I liked the, if I'd have read the script of what he said, I'd have liked it. But how his delivery, you're 100% right. His delivery, I was like, you've, you've where some whoever's written this for you has put certain jokes in and certain things in, and you've you've obviously misread it <laughs> so like your, your delivery is so bad where it's meant to be like maybe like the punchline you're you're you talked through it like well, yeah exactly, he's picking yeah. the wrong do you know what i mean like he's picking the wrong bits to be funny um and um i mean i was also just put down and i just put that hot stuff i mean there's no one that's listening to this that has ever not said to themselves, what would my wrestling name be? Okay. We've all done it. Even non-wrestling fans have done it. To go, it, it, if you had a friend, you, you had this chat with your mates, we've all had these chats. And one of your mates went, what would yours be? Probably hot stuff. <laughs> you would literally be like, it would be what? Hot stuff. Like, you know, not the destroyer or the, you know, like the killer, hot stuff. Like, what it's just it looks like a child's nickname it just kept making me laugh what a strange thing to write it's, it's not i, I think um, it, i think it was it's difficult isn't it because it's kind of like a rick rude type thing but i don't think at this stage he's net and I, I actually thought his promos in some of the earlier stuff were, were better than this i'm not i'm not sure he's quite i don't know he's, i'm not sure he's quite bought into um you know what's you know what's happening here at this point um which, which is an interesting one yeah. really yeah yeah uh next was a match between Eddie and Jimmy Backlund and Boyd said that Eddie had insisted that he not be announced from Lexington, Kentucky anymore and instead that he lives in every girl's dreams actually quite like that line I thought that was quite quite good fun um I like that I like yeah that, that was I like good that. that was good so take it all back that <laughs> Eddie 
so uh, <laughs> yes. Take it all back. Take it all back. We love Eddie. Both men in sky blue here, which is a little bit crazy, albeit back comes in a singlet. Um, some good action in this, I thought, with Gilbert winning by the hot shot in one minute and 19 seconds. What did you think of this one? Yeah, I did. Actually, I thought it was all right. I mean, the guy that he was facing looked like someone they pulled out of the crowd. Um, however, it weren't bad. It was all right. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. I actually quite liked as well when he pinned him when he pinned him and he was like rubbing his beard and all that, I don't know. The second I was like, uh, do you know what? If you're going to hot stuff, mate, you are, you are playing up to it now. Um, and, and, I, and and obviously it's only a minute had passed since he'd, he'd done what I just laughed at there. I live in every girl's mind, like fair play. Like, um, so yeah, it was fine. It was actually all right for a minute, but again, like going back, like the start of the show, and I don't know, like this, this is probably me, me jumping forward here. So you don't need to ask me the question at the end of what my thoughts on the show because I'm, I'm doing it now. That's good, um, yeah. Go but the start it. of the show, the start of the show, I'm just trying to look here now. I'm looking at we, we didn't see any action until about 10 minutes in. Yeah. Which on a 42-minute show, right, gives you like half an hour. Then we still had other segments. So actually, as we discussed, pretty much every match was a squash. Well, it was um, apart from the tag match, However, yeah, however, I didn't I, – I fairly I, – I, I thought the show went for me went quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought this was I, decent. I quite this liked way. it. Yeah, yeah I, I thought this was decent. Yeah. Yeah, but but wrestling wise, it was fairly limited. Yeah. But but it was a real good setup show for for, mm. for future shows. Uh, you know, had a lot of there was a lot of focus on last week's at the start. Then you had you know Duncan uh, uh, DBS come out and very good on the mic and and, and push that forward. Yeah, you know, like different people to I don't know. The ordinate we we've done show, we've discussed shows before where they've all been squash matches. We've gone, what was that? Uh, these were squash matches, but I don't know. The content around them was I mean we've we've said some was good, some was bad. I thought the show was all right. I, I thought this was much I this is much better the last last what now uh two weeks. So I, I think we're we're back in the right direction here. And actually Ross said that next week would be one of the most tremendous weeks in the history of Mid-South Television. Rick Flair would be there, Dick Slater, they hope Jim Duggan would be back, and they hope to have an update also on the TV title situation, given that Butch Reed was now the North American champion as on, a lot, along with being the um television champion as well. So um, that is it. November seventh, eighty-five episode of Miss South Wrestling is in the books and an enjoyable one. I'm actually gonna we're actually gonna save our Rev Pro chat for next week because I am desperate to use a little boy's room. So that's the reason we're gonna hold it off for next week. It's something for you to look forward to. Dan is returning. Thank you all for listening, and we shall speak to you all again very, very soon. Yeah, this is Eric Watts, and for all you phenomenal wrestling fans and fans of this podcast, please do me a favor. If you're looking at uh, more information about Mid-South Sports, Power Pro Wrestling, Universal Wrestling, go to universalwrestling.com and check out that website. It's a must-see.